trainers, fight fans, goats and gloats. Welcome to another decision, no decision podcast. Another decision, no decision podcast. That's going to be our new title. Just mm. kidding. It is I, Wes Ibarra. Alongside me is Joy Villapando. Joy, we got a lot of rounds to go through tonight. Through this decision, no decision podcast. <laughs> Play with me here. This is going to be the line the rest of the show. All right, let's go. All right. Round one. Greatest woman of all time, Clarissa Shields, had a fight on Friday, March 5th, against Marie-Yves Decaire of Canada in Flint, Michigan, her hometown. So the hometown queen showing out for the hometown fans, putting those middleweight titles on the line. Unified champ. Both ladies were undefeated going into the fight. And, Joy, we watched this fight together. Mm. We still think it's strange that a pay-per-view happened on a Friday. On a Friday. But we're not complaining. Mm. We're not complaining. Clarissa Shields reminded us why she is the greatest in boxing, women's boxing right now. She pretty much outpointed Marie-Yves Decaire. I don't understand where Decaire thought she was going to fight. I understand you have to have confidence, but still, no, no, no. Clarissa Shields came to fight. Right. And she defended her title successfully with a unanimous decision. I think it was pretty much a shutout. I don't quite remember the scores off the top of my head, Joy, but all three judges were in favor of uh, Clarissa Shields. Hmm. So as a result, she gets those titles. She improves to 11-0, while Marie Decaire falls to 17-1-1. So, uh, Joy, what do you have any new feelings about this fight now that we're a couple days away for, or outside of it? Ooh. She won by decision, no decision. That's what. She, that's how she won. But uh, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, it was strange uh, watching this on a Friday. Um, I don't know. Uh, have you heard about any of the results from the pay per view? Um, like just kind of like any number, like sales numbers and whatnot. Yeah, pretty much. No, and yeah. that is the problem. They should start. If you're gonna, if you're gonna start talking Pacquiao and Floyd numbers, start talking about Shields numbers. God damn it! All right, <laughs> absolutely. And, but yeah. sorry, Joy, I, I, I kind of derailed you. A no, little no, bit. no, no, no. Yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, like I would love to see the the numbers on that, and like you can't really blame it on Clarissa Shields because you pretty much held it on a Friday, which is, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Shields was too good. Um. Uh, you know, like, it's funny that you, you brought that up, that uh, Marie-Yves Decaire's kind of corner told her that, you know, she was winning some rounds. Uh, for me, I mean, if, if I'm a boxer, I, I want my corner to tell it to me straight if, I, if I'm if i losing or not. Like, you know, there's no point in trying to fabricate what you're, what you're trying to see. Maybe they did believe that uh, she was winning some rounds, but I don't know. In my eyes, I think Shields dominated the entire fight. Um Shields, I think she she felt uh, Marie Eve Decaire's power, and she wasn't intimidated by it. So she kind of just set up for like big counters. <laughs> she kind of did the rope a dope. Um, but yeah, it was interesting, right? Like because Shields was, you could tell she she's a lot better than Marie Eve Decaire. Uh, I'm not trying to you know, I'm not trying to like bring. Marie Eve Decaire down. I think she was a fantastic boxer, but yeah, like Shields was on another level, bro. Like, yeah, like her. Like there was a point in the fight where Marie Eve Decaire didn't even see the right hands coming. She, Shields just could just throw it, and she wasn't gonna miss. And so, yeah, it, 
it was it was pretty lopsided. Yeah, um, I mean, when you go up against the best, that's the result you're gonna get. Right. Right. The quote. So yeah, I mean, she. So now there's no. I mean, there's no doubt there. Not that there ever was. Mm. Now I will say the real interesting part of that fight, Joy, was actually what occurred after. after. She put on a hat that had the PFL logo. So for those that are just pure boxing folks, PFL is the Pro Fighters League, and that is MMA. Mm. And like we've said before, Joy, Clarissa Shield has been doing MMA training. Yeah, yeah. And now it's pretty much no surprise now that she is trying to really get into MMA via the PFL. Right. So it makes me wonder, Joey, like, are we going to see Clarissa Shields again in the ring? Or are we just going to see her in the circle, octagon, whatever, from now on? Well, uh, it's interesting that you brought that right, uh, brought that up, right? Because in the post-fight, she also mentioned um, Savannah, Savannah Marshall. Uh, and obviously, like, these two kind of have a, a rivalry. Um, Savannah Marshall did beat um clarissa shields and the amateurs uh i think even way before she got the the gold medals in the olympics so she did kind of call out savannah marshall but again right savannah marshall like you know i mean again right clarissa shields is, is way too good so um it, it seems to me like a, it was like a terrence bud crawford and errol spence kind of situation but it does seem like seem as though like Clarissa Shields is is more interested in MMA uh, now, uh, and who could blame her, right? The MMA has more recognition when it comes to female fighters, um, and uh, you can't go wrong with the M with MMA right now or UFC, pretty much. So yeah, that's, I don't blame her. I'm I'm glad that you brought up the big U Joy UFC hmm. because. Uh, I'm going to make it a task this week to look up the middleweight division in women's boxing yeah. and the weight class. Mm -hmm. Now, you're probably asking me, what does this have to do with UFC, West? Well, guess who is the queen at 145, bantamweight UFC, and probably is the greatest UFC women's fighter of all time, Amanda Nunes. Mm. So what if we keep around, Clarissa Shields has a run in MMA, <laughs> Go on quote. Don't you think it would be a good idea? That would be that would, absolutely. That would be a, like a fantastic idea. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure it's also easier to like make happen, especially because you know, kind of the UFC kind of flows or runs under one roof, so it's a lot easier to make fights. I wouldn't be surprised if this fight gets made. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know much about MMA, uh, but. I've heard of Amanda Nunez, and so this is going to be interesting, right? We've we've always had the the topic between MMA versus boxing has always been an interesting conversation. You know, what rules do you follow? Who's you know, you know, who's gonna? Is it going to be a boxing? Is it going to be an MMA fight? So yeah, it's well, Joy, what I what I just said was, what if Clarissa Shields makes a run in Ooh. MMA? So what if she clears out PFL? What if she? does well in i believe it's invicta which is mm -hmm. the women's one right 
and or and or Bellator, and then all of a sudden Dana White offers her like a one-off or two-off contract. And what if part of that two-off contract resulted in Amanda Nunes, assuming Amanda Nunes wants to keep fighting? Like, damn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. But uh, we'll see, right? Well, we'll have to see. Uh, she. It seems as though Clarissa does enjoy MMA. Um, she's been training for like what the past couple, like the past year. She's been into mm-hmm. MMA, and so like, we'll see, right? Um, we've seen some pretty good female, you know, women's boxers that transition to MMA that actually are pretty good, right? And so, yeah, we'll see. Holly Holm. Holly Holmes, right? Who. Amanda Nunes has beaten before, I mm. believe. So that's, I'm not trying to foreshadow anything. And, you know, I just watched Amanda Nunes clean up Megan Anderson last night mm. uh, at a UFC 259. So it's, she still got it. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So, but, you know, enough for the, enough for the fantasy fight talk. Next thing you know, we're going to talk about WWE versus boxing, well, like actually, Rocky versus Hulk. <laughs> actually, yeah, it'd be it'd be interesting if uh, there would there would be like you know one fight in between each discipline, right? So one fight in MMA, one fight in boxing. I think that would be that would be dope. I think it's a great great platform to test it in. It sounds like uh, someone wants Mayweather McGregor too to happen <laughs> on an MMA on an octagon. <laughs> But anyhow, that's besides the point. <laughs> yeah. The point here is Clarissa Shields outclassed Marie-Yves Decaire. Congratulations to Clarissa Shields. You're the GOAT in boxing, at least. Hmm. And, you know, I'm excited to see you in the circle or the octagon or uh, whatever shape PFL is. I don't really follow PFL, but uh, I follow Bellator and UFC and Bellator circle, UFC's octagon. So whatever, the cage there you go, the cage. cage. I'm excited to see you in the cage. But yes, we are now going into round two. And round two, we're going to be talking about tanks. Gervonta Tank Davis. Been the talk of uh, the lower weight classes lately, particularly uh, lightweight. Hmm. But he said he's going up to 140 and facing Mario Barrios, who is uh, one of the up-and-coming, soon-to-be big names in that weight class now what is going on in this ongoing storyline joy we have gervonta versus ryan garcia we have gervonta versus this guy or gervonta versus that guy now it's like now he's playing errol spence jr saying that he wants to go move up and wait <laughs> and he's, he looks to fight this guy said who is pretty good not, let's not take that away right. but okay well what, what 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 who do we believe here oh I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's interesting, right? Because Gervonta, of course, he's he's been in talks with you know other fighters that he's gonna fight Ryan Garcia, which is the fight that I want to see, right? Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I I feel like Gervonta shouldn't think about going up to one forty just yet. I think he, I think Gervonta could do a lot of damage in like in the division that he's in right now um i mean look at look at who's above him at the moment devin haney lomachenko ryan garcia and you know obviously teofimo lopez but like i don't know like i think he has a pretty good shot at you know this current weight class at 135 right um going up to 140 i could see why 
he wants to go up there. There's not a lot of big names in 140, except for Mario Barrios, right? Who's kind of the Ryan Garcia of that of that division. Uh, Mario Barrios is no slouch. I mean, of course, he's quite he's pretty new, but this guy has like incredible knockout power. Um, I saw his previous fight against Ryan Carl, and yeah, as I mean. He pretty much outmatched Ryan Carl. So, if there is going to be like a Gervonta versus like Mario Barrios at the first fight at 140, there's going to be like a ton of fireworks. For sure. I mean, I don't know much about Mario Barrios. I'll, I will say that, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll blame lack of coverage on that one. Mm. And if this fight does get booked, obviously we got to do a film study. Right. But I don't know. I mean, like I said, it's, it's kind of weird, right? Because even in his own weight class, there's a lot of drama with his name on it. <laughs> and him attempting to move up to 140 sounds a little bit weird to me. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, he should. Especially, especially since uh, Tank is, looks like the kind of guy that would rather beat, who's in, beat whoever is around him first. Yeah, I think he has a pretty good chance at 135. I mean, don't you? Like... I don't know. I don't know why he's thinking about going up to 140. Other than the the reason I gave, like, you know, there is not a lot of names in 140 at the moment. So we will see, right? So For sure. But, yeah, that's uh, real interesting coming out of the uh, lightweight, junior, welterweight part of the the sport, right. um, especially with one of the bigger names. Um, for me, like I said, I'd rather try and scuff, scuffle with uh, Haney and Garcia and Tifimo Lopez, all those guys first. Because if you can say that you can beat them, go ahead and do it. Right. I dare you. Right. I mean, I, I would like... I actually like Gervonta's chances against Ryan Garcia. I, I think that's that's why I'm so intri- intrigued by this, this idea of the fight happening. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But, okay. Short news on Tank. Round three. It's fight week joy again. Hmm. But this time, this card is a lot bigger. Mm. A lot bigger. And by bigger, we got the cast, Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez versus Juan Francisco Estrada 2. Mm. This Saturday, March 13th, 2021, in Dallas, Super Flyweight Unification. So, Joy, what are your predictions? Do we? Do you like either one of these guys? Tell me. Styles make fights, right, Wes? Um, which is it like if everything went perfectly the way it's supposed to go, then Estrada should beat Chocolatito, right? Because Chocolatito has only had one arch nemesis throughout his entire career, and that's Wisak Seal. Wisak Seal. Um uh they're the, that's the guy that handed Chocolatito his only two losses, right? One by unanimous, one by majority decision, and one by knockout. So, and guess what? Estrada won against uh, with Sexil. So, like, it should just come around, right? But that doesn't happen in boxing. Uh, styles make fights. Um, but I think it's gonna be super interesting, right? Chocolatito, he's not, he's not that young fighter that we we watched in the undercards earlier, like in his career. Um, but yeah, right. He's 33. 
Uh, Estrada is 30, so we'll see. I think Chocolatito still ha has it. He's kind of gone to this um, this kind of road to redemption. Uh, his last three fights would have been... His last two fights, two of the three, have been TKOs. So he's still there. He's still there, but uh, we'll see. I, I think Estrada... Ah, man. Um, I'm probably going to pick Estrada for this fight. I think he's a lot... He's a little bit more hungrier than Chocolatito. So you're saying that we're we're looking at a rubber match because Chocolatito won the first time these two met. Ooh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, hmm, okay. We're looking at trilogies, maybe. Styles make fights. And then, of course, Busaxil is, like, in the middle of, of all of it, right? So, like, it, it would kind of... It reminds me of, uh, you know, Pacquiao... Morales, Barrera, right? Like, Pacquiao pretty much dismantled Barrera in the first fight. And then Morales beat Pacquiao in the first fight. And then, then all of a sudden, it just became this kind of circle, right? And then Barrera fucking beats up Morales. So, yeah. It, it, it was, it's just pretty much a battle for supremacy, right? Right. And let's not forget in that particular... Uh, Serbo, you were just talking about Pacquiao ended up beating both guys, both guys in rematches. Yeah. So, um, for me, uh, yeah, I'll take Estrada on this one. Ooh. Okay. I love, I love, I like, I like, I like, I like rubber matches. I like rubber matches. I like, I like tiebreakers, all that stuff. Right. You know, it adds more suspense. It provides interesting storyline. Um, I think Estrada will. I think he's gonna knock him out. Oh wow! Okay, I think it's gonna be a decision. It's probably you think so? a split or a unanimous. Um, these guys. I mean, they're. I mean, Chocolatito is really good, right? Like he has fifty yeah. wins and forty-one knockouts. Estrada is a little bit more of like you know he'll he, a lot more of his fights have gone to distance. He's he's kind of more of a tactical fighter. Um. But, I mean, that doesn't mean he can't, you know, land shots. But, yeah, uh, I think this is going to be more of a, a decision than it is. Having said that, hey man, I mean, having said that. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just hedging because I thought Burchelt was going <laughs> to, Burchelt was going to win on points. And oh, what yeah, happened. that's true. That's true. But, I mean, with that being said, I mean, Estrada's, I think his last three fights have been TKO. So, I mean, if he could keep up the, the momentum, I mean, that's then, you know, you pretty much, you got it, Wes, for Chocolatito Estrada. For sure. And I did want to add this. The, this fight or this card will be held over the zone and takes place in Dallas, Texas. So Ooh. match from going back to the North Texas region uh, again. Mm. So good stuff, Eddie Hearn. You really like Texas. <laughs> nice. Anyway, but I, I do want to bring this point up in this card, and that's uh, Cecilia Brakes versus Jessica McCaskill, too. Hmm. And yes, these two ladies are great in women's boxing. Right. I mean, that's to me, this is a, a conversation separate from Clarissa Shields. But I wanted to revisit the discussion the other week about women fighting on bigger cards. Hmm. This is kind of what I'm talking about. Right. Right. Absolutely. So, and, you know, this is a good fight. This is a rematch fight, too. Um, I believe Brakis won the first time. So, you know, it would be really interesting to see if 
we run it back a third time or this run it back closes another, a uh, another rubber match close yeah either a rubber match or just closes the chapter hmm. but we need more of this we need more of high the upper echelon of women's boxing fighting on the major networks the the major cards right right i don't main event co-main event whatever we need it right now are they the, no are they the last uh undercard the, i believe know? so i believe okay. they're, i believe they're co's yeah okay. and you know it's like if ufc can easily do it why can't boxing right I right mean, this is so yeah it's i don't the, understand yeah it's the aspect of boxing that um never i mean i wouldn't say never took on but like of course there's also like the limited opportunity that these women are are getting um and like obviously this is i mean this is kind of like the the argument that i had right like in, in the beginning um of the show where this is where mma is just far ahead of boxing uh and it, it's sad but like obviously like superstars in the women's division have kind of shaped the women's division like or the yeah just the like women in ufc or mma right um but i'm not saying like there was also massive opportunity for female boxers right like Layla ali was was incredible right and wolf was incredible you know how come we didn't see them in you know kind of like the main undercards of you know these bigger fights um i mean we could we could have this discussion right like there's a lot of politics that play into boxing yeah and you know i mean i'm not saying anything new here right but obviously it's not fair right and of course given where we're at in our lives joy we come to realize how important it is to have more uh, women's bouts right in the public eye but hey, this is a step in the right direction. Mm. Absolutely. But you know, Joy, that was that was an awesome first three rounds. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about another title fight taking place in the summer, and Caleb Plant. But until then, let's take a let's take a quick one, and we will be right back. Boxers, trainers, fight fans, goats and goats. Welcome back to the Decision No Decision podcast. We left off on Cecilia Brakus and Jessica McCaskill, which is great for more representation in the sport and being on bigger cards. But now let's go into another title fight. And that is Jose Ramirez and Josh Taylor taking place on May 22nd over ESPN light welterweight unification. Joy, what do you think? Ooh. Light welterweight. Mm. Yeah, Josh Taylor is a Scottish guy that everyone loves at the in that division. Jose Ramirez in the prime of his career, twenty nine years old, undefeated. Both guys are undefeated. Mm. You know, a lot to risk. So it's not really a situation where somebody has nothing to lose. Everyone has everything to lose and everything to gain. So yeah. Oh, I mean, you know. This is this is a lot to gain, right? Because we we've spoken about the the light welterweight division or just the welterweight division, just in total. Like, if you're able to pretty much have this big win, you could pretty much propel yourself to the welterweight division, which is kind of like the bell cow of the sport. But 
I will say I do like Josh Taylor. I think, uh, I don't know. Uh, I think he's he's just a little bit better of a boxer than Josh Ramir- than Jose Ramirez. But then again, like I've only seen one fight from each fighter. I will admit. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, from from what I've seen from Josh Taylor, I, I'm I'm quite impressed. He he's 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 pretty good. He's pretty powerful. But yeah, uh, we, we will see. Right, we will see. Um, ooh. Light welterweight. This is this is kind of the division where Broner wanted to go to. So, yeah, we will see. We will see. Yeah, no, me too. I haven't seen much of either guy. Mm. Um, of course, everyone can get mesmerized by a uh, United Kingdom accent. <laughs> yeah, and both, like I said, both guys are undefeated. Both guys are chipping in their own uh, one thirty-five titles right or 140 titles and like i said neither man has nothing to or everything to lose everything to gain right right and i might have to go back in and do a little bit more work on both guys but of course you know it's hard to it's hard to go against the more marketable name but it's also hard to go against someone that's in their prime that is true that is very true so a part of me feels like this is going to be a fight that you know, we're, we it's one of those like gifts uh, that we're thankful to have on typical cable sat TV. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have to pay for it. And at the ma- as a matter of fact, it's in a, a division that's very close to where all the action's at. Absolutely, absolutely. So and, yeah, yeah, and like obviously we get this classic bout between Southpaw versus Orthodox. So I mean, I, I do feel like after this fight, we're, we're gonna know more about the fighters themselves than we previously had of course but yeah like I, I don't know i did see at least one fight from each of them um i think for for josh taylor i did watch the ryan martin fight i think that's the one that i watched and i watched the maurice hooker for jose for jose ramirez but yeah, uh, like you said, right? Like, I mean, these guys, we don't really know much about them, but we will we'll pretty much find out soon, soon enough. Absolutely, absolutely. And no decision country or members of the gym, let us know what you think about Josh Taylor and Jose Ramirez. But, and as a matter of fact, let us know what you think about Chocolatito and Estrada, Brakus and McCaskill, Gervonta Davis and Shields and Marie DeCare. But, okay, here we go. Last round, let's touch it up. Caleb Plant, so the second, maybe third, maybe fourth, if you're a little bit strict, (laughs) biggest name at 168. He went on record saying, I will make Canelo respect my boxing skills. Mm. Those are fighting words from Caleb Plant. And, of course, Canelo has Billy Joe Saunders in his way, May 8th. Benavides has a fight coming up. Plant has yet to schedule. And Andre has a fight in April. Right. So it's still going to be an open race, Caleb Plant, for who's going to be in the Canelo sweepstakes. Right. As a matter of fact, why don't you make someone else respect your box until first before you think about Canelo Alvarez? 
I love you, man. I love Caleb Plant. Right. Yeah, but I don't know. Um, we don't know until we fight, man. Or you don't know until you fight, rather. Not us. <laughs> We're the winners here. We're the fans. Right. So, um, Joy, what do you think about Caleb Plant's uh, words about making Canelo respect his boxing skills? Ooh. I mean, I think I've said this uh, before, right, in a previous podcast. I do like Caleb Plant. Um, I do think he has a lot of boxing skills. Um, and he has pretty, for being named Sweet Hands, I think he actually has pretty fast feet as well. Uh, and I think that's kind of one of the biggest uh, weaknesses against Canelo, right? Um, we've seen it, right, with the guy that pretty much almost beat Canelo, Arizona Lara. He has pretty quick feet. Um, of, of course, like he, he had to pretty much control the distance between him and Canelo, but unfortunately, he couldn't do that in the latter in the latter half of the of the fight. And Mayweather, uh, in the beginning of the fight, he had faster feet than Canelo Alvarez. Um, if you stand there with Canelo Alvarez, of course you're gonna lose, right? But I think Caleb. That's why I think he's a little bit different. He is more of a guy who fights on his feet than he is pretty much with, you know, just his incredible his power, right? Which he's not the most powerful guy. That's why I kind of like Caleb Plant's um his chances, right? I mean, of course, he's a fighter. He's going to have fighting words. Um <laughs> You know, uh, he didn't say that he was going to knock out Canelo. Uh, he's going to say he's going to respect, you know, his boxing skills, which I, I think it could it could possibly be the case. We will see, right? For sure. And I don't know. I mean, I, I, I am going to double down and really mean what I say, hmm. right? That why don't, why, don't, why don't we do one more? Okay. Fight with someone else, right? Ooh. Like... I don't know. You want to you want to see someone that will definitely, if you want a good result against Canelo, you I, like you said before, Joy. I think I, I think I agree with you. Why don't you fight Triple G? Why don't you fight the Charlo brothers? Ooh. <laughs> Tony Harrison, even. That that is true. That is true, right? Uh, I mean, those are those are capable middleweights too, right? And, and it seems as though I mean, just uh, I mean, a little bit lighter, sure, but right. And, and it seems as though Canelo is preoccupied i mean it look it seems as though he's always had like three fights scheduled ahead of time um mm -hmm. whereas you know of course caleb plant he doesn't have that luxury um you know because you know when you're the biggest fighter in the world um of course you, you kind of you already you already know who's gonna who you're gonna fight in a couple of like in later bouts but caleb plant is is kind of in this limbo state at the moment, right, uh, where who does he fight next? Well, the, the other biggest name was Billy Joe Saunders, but unfortunately, he's preoccupied at the moment. So, I don't know. Well, maybe Caleb could absolutely fight one of the Charlo brothers. Um, he could fight Triple G uh, if he wants to kind of maybe go down, maybe five pounds, right? So, we'll see. Um but he could also wait it out, right? Whoever wins between Canelo and and Bill Joe Saunders, those guys. I mean, one guy could come out of this with all titles, 
in the super middleweight. So that's quite exciting. Right. And of course, like I said, there's also Demetrius Andre fighting. There's also uh, Demetrius Andre fighting. Yeah. So it's kind of like, oh my God. But then you don't want to wait too long. That is absolutely true. That is absolutely true, right? So, Because yeah. Canelo, right, He's he's been on record saying that he wants to stay active. Ooh. Yeah. So that's that's where that's where he already has a step ahead of the competition. It doesn't matter who's in front of him because he has form. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yeah, ah, uh, uh, like unless he gets knocked the fuck out that, somehow. That, that, that would that's besides the point. Actually, now that you bring up Andre, Andre, uh, Demetrius Andre, that would be a fight that I would like to see because we we've spoken about Demetrius, right? Like he he is too aggressive. Right, he's not even like the bronze bomber. Right, the bronze bomber, he he's a little bit more patient. He trusts his power, but he he's patient. Whereas Andre, he will just try to outpower you from from the beginning. Um, I think that would be an interesting fight. Um, you know, obviously the 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 slugger or like the guy with so like immense punching power versus the guy who's actually no who actually knows how to box in Caleb Plant. That would be an incredible fight. Um, oh, for sure, it'd be pretty much a. It's pretty much a you know, pressure fighter against a boxer puncher. Absolutely. And I don't know. I mean, Ooh, that would be a, that would be a I, test. That would be a test for. That Taylor. would be a good test. I mean, granted, anybody not named Canelo Alvarez would be a good test for, for Caleb Plant at yeah. this point. Absolutely. Right, because when they when they don't. If you ever notice, Joy, in, in any kind of interview, whether it's Benavidez, Andre, Saunders, maybe uh, maybe the Charlo brothers or whomever, when when they realize that the name Canelo cannot be said in the answer, guess who they go to? Caleb Plant. The Caleb, yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, so, uh, I mean, that just goes to show, right? Like, a lot of boxers see Caleb more as the second guy in that super middleweight, right? Which is kind of strange because I actually kind of consider Bill Joe Saunders the second best fighter in the super middleweight. But, you know, I mean, we could we could talk about, like, you know, he said, he said she said, but, like, yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's funny, I right? Mean, that, yeah. that, that, I mean, remember how I started the round? I said, well, uh, the second best guy in division or third or fourth, depending on how strict you are. Right. Exactly. Or if you're a little bit strict. Right. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. So I mean, it seems as though like the the super the middleweight division is just packed, same as the welterweight division. Um, Benavidez, like you pointed out as well, uh, he looks like he could be an incredible fight. You know, kind of too powerful, like just another powerful fighter that uh, Kale Plant could go up against, but. I don't know. I, I was under the impression that I would love to see Benavidez versus Andre more than Plant. But, you know, like, again, maybe I just want Plant to wait it out a little bit longer because these aren't like these guys are powerful, Andre and, and Benavidez. So uh, we will see. We will see. Right. And yeah, now that I think about it, it's pretty much like that 168 area is like the top guy is the top guy is a freaking counter puncher 
Yeah, pretty much. And then you got Caleb Plant, boxer puncher. Boxer puncher. And then you got on, you got Andrade, who is a freaking puncher. Right? <laughs> He's just a and puncher. Then got, <laughs> and then you got then you got Benavidez, uh, you know, uh, you... who is who says who says that you know he models his fighting style after Manny Pacquiao, but then you. Then you, then you, He's a then, then of course, then of course he's fighting two guys or two guys, two people at the same time. The first being the opponent front, the second thing is the scale. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. That is true. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, just he's, kidding. He's just a puncher. Kidding, he's but, a puncher. But it's, yeah. He wants the I mean, advantage. Right. He wants the volume. He, he, uh, he gives CompuBox, uh, it's the feelings that it needs right yeah absolutely and Wes like like you said I'm so glad that you brought up the styles um because we've we've known in the history of boxing that boxers typically beat counter punchers right because boxers will won't do anything that allows opportunity for counter punchers to beat them in exchanges right and I, I think that's what draws me to Kale Plant, right? He's not the most powerful guy, but he he actually he's pretty smart. He he has a pretty good boxing IQ. Um, right, and yeah, yeah, you know that it also reminds me like well when I when I talk about combat sports to anyone, it's like oh well this person hits harder than the other. Well, that doesn't mean that shit. doesn't mean shit, right? You gotta hit them first. Right, like <laughs> you know if you, if you say if you say here, word of advice: If you think hitting harder is going to guarantee you wins, you're a bum. All right. So, but that's besides the point. I mean, Caleb Plant, Caleb Plant is. I think Caleb Plant needs to get that one fight where everyone will freaking respect him. Hmm. And this could be it. Yeah. Or what? Or some kind of playoff within the 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 division, and that's just it's just weird because it's like. Too little opportunity, too many, too many contenders. Yeah, right. This is it, he kind of finds himself in a deadlock where, well, who does he fight next that would actually propel him, propel his name, right? Because, I mean, if he like, like I said, right, like if he gives Benavidez a chance, if he gives Andre a chance, and he loses to one of these guys, then these guys, these guys' names are a lot bigger than what Caleb Plant was prior to the fight actually happening. So Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. But hey, I mean we gotta wait till it actually happens. Right. But that concludes our show for tonight. Um Joy, say something now or forever hold your peace. At the end of this, at the end of this whole fiasco, Anthony Durrell is gonna hold all titles in the super mood now just playing. Someone's gonna. This someone's gonna oh, yeah, okay, okay. somebody's wedding. Well, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. Your wedding, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Anthony Durrell. If you're, if you're if you're listening to this, I I respect you. You're like you know. I, I thought that you won against uh, Liam Williams. Aaron Davis. Uh, yeah, Davis. Davis. Good lord. Liam Williams. <laughs> I was like, wait, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I th- I thought he won. I think we said right. I thought we won. He won against Karan Davis. I, th- I thought he'd be Karan Davis. Yeah, 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 just by a little bit, though. Just by a little bit. I mean, yeah. So but you got robbed. Anyway, you technically got robbed, Darrell. Anyway, so. uh, anyway, that concludes our 
show for tonight. <laughs> uh, thank you for showing to the showing up to the decision no decision gym. If you are interested in the cars in circles with arrows, check out the Back It Run podcast. Back It Run. Where Joy is the lead. <laughs> Just kidding. The Run It Back podcast. Hit back Run. Where jo- where Joy and I talk about the landscape of Formula One. And this week we talk about car launches as well as one of the most successful car companies looking to dip their toes in the F1 water. Mm. But hey, we're closed now. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. But for what it's worth, if you come back next week,